Thank you for listening to The New Norm. I'm Frank Caramano. So, remember last year? It was pretty close to this time last year. In fact, I think it's three weeks from this year, or uh, from this time. So, 49 weeks ago, the title of my show was Nate Sudfeld Wants to Go Start Somewhere. Well, Nate Sudfeld is going to San Francisco. And guess what? Big spoiler here. He's not starting for the 49ers because they're picking a quarterback at three and they're paying another quarterback $25 million. So that whole theory that we picked Jalen Hurts because Nate Sudfeld was going to go start somewhere. Well, guess what? That is, you know, such a laughable. They they said that, though. That's what Howie Roseman said. So, yeah, I know we're joking. I know it, it, it's fun to make fun of it now. But those words came out of his mouth. That was the title of a show because Howie Roseman said Nate Sudfeld wanted to go start somewhere. And here we are. Now, again, I applaud that you know Jalen Hurts is the quarterback here. But the point being is those words came out of our GM's mouth and he gets mad when people question his credibility. But besides that, let's talk about actual real news here. The Eagles made an unbelievable move this week. I actually will applaud them for signing Eric Wilson. And Eric Wilson's going to be our middle linebacker. So I know this idea that the Eagles need a middle linebacker is out there, or a linebacker in general is out there, and that is true. They definitely do. But when you look at the unit right now, right, generally in the NFL, especially with the way it's been going, is you're kind of in you know a sub-package 70% of the time. And what a sub package is, it's two linebackers on the field. So right now, that would be Singleton and Eric Wilson. Now, again, I know you got to play into the fact there might be injuries because this team, for some reason, has injuries at, you know, the most opportune times you can come up with. But in theory, right now, our two starting linebackers of Wilson and Singleton, that's pretty damn good. They have Davion Taylor. He's supposed to develop. He was a third round pick last year. You have Jannard Avery. Jannard Avery, remember, he's moving from, you know, defensive end back to linebacker. Now, does that mean he's going to make the team? Again, it doesn't mean anything. But I'm just saying, at least your front three, you would think, are guys that could play. Now, were they ever going to take a linebacker in round one? Clearly not. That's just not going to happen. Michael Parsons, and I know he's had some, you know, off-the-field questions here, but if Michael Parsons was available... As much as we would like like for them to take them, the Eagles were never going to do it. They just, again, they have a chart, and, and linebacker does not, you know, raise up high on their chart. And, and whether we like it or not, that's just the way it is. So, Eric Wilson comes over. He's from the Vikings. Um, he had a very good season last year. So, again, this is two guys from the Vikings that, you know, the Eagles got for one-year deals. Prove-it deals for these guys, right? Now, was the Vikings defense some, you know, unbelievable unit last year? Clearly not. But the fact is, Anthony Harris can play and Eric Wilson can play. They are much better than Nathan Gary and, you know, Jalen Mills. That's, that is the truth. So are they better? Of course they are. Are they much better? I don't know. I, I The way I look at uh, Eric Wilson and Anthony Harris, I think they're going to be much better at those two positions individually. Alex Singleton, I think, takes another leap forward. 
I like Jonathan Gannon. I think our defense playing that vanilla, wide nine, no disguise defense, I could see that being completely shifted this year. And, I, and here's the thing. Jonathan Gannon might be a head coach sooner than later, and, and he's going to have a very good opportunity to earn a head coaching job by making our defense relevant this season. I really think that's what's coming. Now, let's continue with the defense, right? Because let's talk about the 12th pick. And again, was I happy with that trade? Yeah, of course. We got an additional first-round pick. Went back six spots, got an additional first-round pick, and we're going to need it. And again, right now, when you look at it, again, the trade is still a good trade on paper. Next season, we're going to love it. And no matter what anybody tries to tell you, you're going to love the fact that next year at this time, we're going to be talking about the Eagles with potentially three first-round picks. I mean, that is awesome. They've hedged on the quarterback. It's it's a it's a fantastic situation they're going to be in. Three first-round picks, $60 million. Guess what? That is a recipe to get good fast. That's the truth. The Eagles are set up to get good fast. And that is awesome. But guess what? In three weeks is the NFL draft. That's not the 22 or 2022 NFL draft. It's the 2021 NFL draft. Right? So, trading back, have we traded essentially out of getting an impact player? At first, I thought, no way. Because I, here's the thing. I could not convince myself that Panay Sewell, right, or Rashawn Slater, we're not going to go in the top 12. I couldn't convince myself of it. And I thought there might be five quarterbacks picked in that top 12. And, and remember, when the Niners traded up to three, they're doing it for a quarterback. So the front three are quarterbacks. And if there's two offensive linemen, another quarterback goes, essentially the Eagles are going to get kind of what they want. You're going to either get one of the uh, three wide receivers or four wide receivers if you count Pitts, and you're also going to get one of the two big corners are going to be there. At that point, it was Farley and Sertan. Now it's Horn and Sertan because Farley has some questions medically, which, by the way, I, again, you know who had questions medically? Uh, guess who? Sidney Jones. You know who doesn't really? There, these Again, it's a, a lower back injury, and I know that. It, it's scary, but... Caleb Farley's injury is 100 times, he's going to be ready to play this season. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're talking about this guy potentially falling out of the first round. Guarantee you that won't happen. The Eagles took Sidney Jones in the front half of the second round, knowing full and well he was not going to play uh, for 95% of his first year. Caleb Farley's going to be ready for training camp. And and by the way, Caleb Farley is 100,000 times better than Sidney Jones ever was. Soft tissue, still got soft tissue problems. So what do the Eagles do here at 12? Let's talk about the draft. Because I want to talk about something that's not being talked about enough. Let's talk about how this draft should play out. Like I said, the first three picks are quarterbacks. Lawrence is going one. Zach Wilson is going two. And I have no idea, but quarterback is going three. And right now, if you put told me I got to put money on it, I would say it's probably Mac Jones. So what happens after that? What does Atlanta do? Well, Atlanta's talking about trading. Okay. The Falcons... Listen, every team can use Kyle Pitts. That's, But when you're picking fourth overall, and they are, I, I, I would be stunned if the Falcons aren't looking at a lineman. 
And that's why they're thinking about trading out. Because if they're thinking they could trade out of four and go down a couple spots to get a lineman, that'd be it. But let's just say, regardless, they do pick Kyle Pitts. Or somebody trades up to pick Kyle Pitts or Jamar Chase. Regardless, who cares? I want to talk about the team picking up five. And I want to talk about the Cincinnati Bengals. Because if the Cincinnati Bengals, let's just say Jamar Chase is there and they pick Jamar Chase, they need to be excommunicated from the NFL. And I feel bad for Bengals fans in this situation. I really do. You picked T. Higgins with the first pick in the second round last year, and he could play. He's a player. Like, he's going to be good. Like, there, there's not questions on T. Higgins. Like, he could play. And we talked about this. I've talked about this before, but I want to really dive into it. He could play. You know who else could play? Boyd. Now, I get it. They could use a third receiver. Jamar Chase would absolutely improve their receiving core without question. What happened to their quarterback last year? His knee exploded. We've talked about this. But it needs to be hammered home. That if they don't value their number one asset the way they su- they're supposed to, they should be kicked out of the NFL. It's a damn shame for their fans. It really is. Why are we talking about this? They had the worst offensive line I'd ever seen. Worst. It was terrible. We all remember the eagles Bengals game. That tie? Well, guess what? Remember I said in that game, go back and listen to that show. It's called Rock Bottom. I said Joe Burrow was 100 times better than Carson Wentz, but that team was going to get that kid killed before the end of the season. And guess what? His knee exploded. And we're sitting here, and they're not talking about drafting alignment with every single pick in the draft. That's what they should do. They need to help and fix the quarterback. The quarterback can't get hurt anymore. He can't. They, you want to piss away Joe Burrow because here's the truth. You pick Jamar Chase, yeah, does that help Joe Burrow? Incrementally, yes. Incrementally, incrementally, it does help Joe Burrow. Does Joe Burrow need Jamar Chase? Absolutely freaking not. Joe Burrow needs a guy who could block for him. He needs another guy who could block for him. And then he needs another guy who could block for him because he needs to stand upright. And they're talking about picking Jamar Chase. Because guess what? The Bengals stink and they stink every year. And why is that? Why do the Bengals stink every single season? Why are the Bengals never, ever, ever going to win a Super Bowl with the way they're run? Oh, that's why. Because guess what? They don't value the fact that they got a block for their quarterback. They just want the flash pick. They want to look good. They want the pick that's going to get them a headline. Well, congratulations. Joe Burrow got you a headline. And guess what? You still picked in the top five with as much promise as he showed because his knee exploded last season. Because guess what? You can't block for him. How are you going to have him as an asset on that team and you're sitting here telling me you got to pick Jamar Chase? Jamar Chase needs Joe Burrow a hell of a lot more than Joe Burrow needs Jamar Chase. He's a luxury pick. You don't pick luxury picks in the top five. That's the truth. That's a luxury pick. They should be picking Panay Sewell. Oh, well, we could get a lineman in round two. You're damn right you could. You pick another one there too. You miss on the offensive line there. They need to pick three to four offensive linemen in this draft and say, screw it. We're doing everything in our power to make sure that our quarterback does not get hurt again. He's too important. We need him to stay upright. He is the most important player on this team, and it's not even close. He is the only chance that they're going to have at winning a Super Bowl in the next 15 years. They need Joe Burrow. They do not need Jamar Chase. So how do you help Joe Burrow? You pick Panay Sewell. You pick Rashawn Slater. And we're sitting here talking about them picking Jamar Chase. And when they do, just remember that they're bottom feeders for a reason. You picked John Ross and that one blew up in your face inside the top 10. Right? So now let's pick Jamar. Oh, well, Jamar Chase is better than John Ross. Okay, yeah, that's the plan. That's what you think. You hope so. 
We don't know so. You hope so. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. The fact that I have to sit here and sweat that the Bengals are going to pick a skilled position player over a lineman, to me, is asinine. They should be out of the NFL, in my opinion, truthfully. What are we talking about here? How are we talking about this? How are we even understand? Like, how are we sweating the idea that the Bengals, after watching their quarterback's knee explode, explode, that we're talking about them picking Jamar Chase? And I know you're like, well, come on, if the Eagles stayed at six, what would it matter? That's not the point here. I know I'm looking at it from the Eagles' perspective, and it hurts us if they don't pick a lineman. We want them to pick a lineman. But it also, as a fan of football, as somebody who loves Joe Burrow, I loved him coming out. I knew Joe Burrow was can't miss. They're going to piss Joe Burrow away. I don't give a shit if Jamar Chase is Randy Moss. It don't matter if he's got me and four of my friends blocking in front of him. That don't matter. Their offensive line was atrocious last year. It's a miracle he lasted as long as he did before he got hurt. And you're not going to address it? Your plan is not to just say, hey, you know what? We are going to use this asset and we're going to pick a lineman. And we're going to keep picking linemen until, guess what? Our offensive line is good. Because guess what? Here's a spoiler. There's never, ever, ever been a team with a good offensive line that stunk in the NFL. It's never happened. Look at Dallas. Remember how good Dallas was for those couple? And again, I know you want people don't want to admit it. But the year that they should have won the Super Bowl when they didn't put Romo back in in 2017, or 2016, I'm sorry. Guess what happened there? Their offensive line was unbelievable. How did it get good? Well, they picked Zach Martin. They picked Travis Frederick. They used first-round assets. They, they signed Lael Collins. They, they had everything going. They had Tyron Smith. It was easy for Prescott to develop because he had the best offensive line in the league blocking in front of him. Which is, by the way, I'm not ruling out the Cowboys picking a lineman in this draft. They know what brought them to the dance. And I know they're enamored with Kyle Pitts too. And if they pick Kyle Pitts, that's great. But guess what? That would be as stupid as a pick as you can make as well. And you know why? Because he's a luxury for the Cowboys. They don't need Kyle Pitts. Their offense is already unstoppable. You got Cooper, Gallup, and CeeDee Lamb. Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott. Their skill position players are unbelievable. Tony Pollard. What's Kyle Pitts bring to them? Yeah, he makes them, absolutely makes them better. They're already unguardable, though. They're already a problem. But you're not going to pick a cornerback? Think about it. You're not going to pick a corner? You got to guard people. Cleveland put 50 on them. So if you don't, if, if the Cowboys don't pick, like, don't think the Cowboys picking a lineman is out of the way. I truthfully believe that the Cowboys can absolutely 100% pick a lineman because if they don't, they're going to pick a corner at 10. But if they want to trade up with Atlanta to get Kyle Pitts, Jerry Jones needs a mental evaluation. That has Johnny Manziel written all over it. It makes no sense whatsoever. And when things don't make sense, I tend not to put much stock in them. So then what else with this draft, right? Well, guess what? Guess what, everybody? There was a big, big trade. And let's talk about that big trade. The Sam Darnold trade from the Jets to the Panthers. It's not good news for the Eagles. It isn't. Because here's the thing. I was positive that the Panthers were going to take a quarterback. And they could still tell you this song and dance that they're thinking about taking one, yada, yada, yada. They gave up a second-round pick. Sam Darnold's a very young player. Um, I mean, I guess anything's possible, but I would be stunned. It's not good. 
because Carolina has essentially the same needs the Eagles have. Their corners are are like horrible. Rasul Douglas like started for them last year and is bet was benched like for a reason. They need help at wide receiver. They also need help on their offensive line. Here's the thing: when Roseman traded back, he knew this. He knew these teams had similar needs below us, right? Detroit could use a corner, a wide receiver. They could use a lineman, though. I mean, my, my guess is that's what the Lions are going to do. Carolina could use it. Well, they need a quarterback. Well, there was a. I mean, you had to know Sam Darnold and these guys were still available. Anything was possible. Deshaun Watson, something could have happened. The Broncos, they definitely need a cornerback. The Cowboys, lineman cornerback. Okay, the Giants don't have your needs. That's it. How many corners did you think we're going? Oh, well, we're worried about two, then we'll just take the third one. We like J.C. Horn. I don't like J.C. Horn. The more I look and read in on J.C. Horn, the more I watch him... He's a physical player. He's got plus size. He's a good athlete. But he's handsy. He's all over receivers. That screams penalty. And if you're going to be all over, guys, you better get interceptions. Because, listen, let me tell you this. If you're going to be a guy who gets penalties called on you, you better have some turnovers with it. And I don't think he's going to intercept enough balls to be valued at the point of the turnovers or the penalties he's going to cause because he can't get his hands off somebody. Patrick Sertan is the most sure thing in this draft. It's not even close. I love how he fell down the board a little, and now he's going back up because Caleb Farley has this injury. But to me, it's like, this was never a doubt. Oh, well, his, his athleticism isn't the same. I don't give a crap what his athleticism is. His brain is superior. He knows how to play football. He is a very, very good and it's funny, he's like a mirror corner, which means like he'll get up and he doesn't need to press you. Like he's one of those guys who could just run with you. Like Corn is more of a physical corner. He's going to play press. Uh, we're in a tough spot. Because I, if J.C. Horn's the pick, I, I understand it, but I'm not going to like it. Because I'd rather Caleb Farley, to be honest. I would rather Farley than, than, than Horn. Farley used to be a quarterback. When he went to Virginia Tech, he was a quarterback. They moved him to wide receiver, and then they moved him to corner. And he had two great years, two unbelievable years of tape. But it is concerning. He's a back injury. You know what I mean? Like, it's scary. Back injury. When you hear the words back injury, that's frightening. And don't let anybody fool you. If anybody tells you a back, like Carson Wentz, back injury... It's it's very tough to overcome, but I mean, he had his pro day, he was fine, and like I said, he's going to be ready for a training camp. But I almost kind of want, right now, I would bet you the Eagles don't pick at 12. One of two things is going to happen. They are either going to go up, and they're going to get Patrick Sertan in front of the Cowboys, or in my opinion, they're going to go back. And they're going to be comfortable with comfortable with either taking Farley at like somewhere in the late teens, early twenties, or Newsom from Northwestern. They have eleven picks in this draft, though. 
they're not using 11 picks. You can't have 11 rookies. It's great to have 11 picks. That's what you want. But the point of having 11 picks is that you can actually use some of those picks to trade up and go get guys that you really want, guys that you value. In years past, the Eagles couldn't do this because they didn't have enough draft picks to trade up. Now they have the draft capital, and they better use it. Like, I could foresee this. Here would be my dream scenario. You want to know what my dream draft scenario is right now? Is that Jalen Waddle somehow falls to 12. It's not going to happen. 0.0% chance that Jalen Waddle's there at 12. But let's just say in this scenario it did. And then Newsom is falling in the first round. He gets past 24, past Pittsburgh. And the Eagles could trade up from 37 and get Newsom at the end of the first round. That's the dream. That would be an all-time first round. That means you get a, a premier-type corner, and even Newsom or Farley. If it's Farley, then, I mean, it, it, it's it's more, it's it's almost like you, it'd be the greatest in terms of what I perceive as draft value they've ever had in the first round. That's what I would say. That would be my all-time dream scenario. Do I foresee it happening? No. And, and Here's the thing. I don't know what the Eagles think of Jalen Waddle, and I don't get why. Here's the thing. I I, I got to keep hearing. Well, they're sold. That they're going to pick a defender in the first round. Well, or, or, why? And again, I'm not against the idea of picking a corner. I'm against the idea of picking J.C. Horn at 12. I am. I, I don't like it. I think that is an overpick. I really do. I am not so on J.C. Horn. I could be wrong. Of course I could be. He might be lights out. If he is, that's awesome. I'm not sitting here. Listen, I... If their scouts believe that's what they're paid to do, they're paid to figure this stuff out. But if they pick like, you know, Barmore or something like that, the defensive tackle, then yeah, I'm going to lose my mind. Because they need, listen, I could understand them picking a corner at 12 because their cornerbacks are horrible. I mean, they're all time bad. I can't understand them picking a, a defensive tackle. After you paid Javon Hargrave, after you have all that assets in terms of your defensive line and Cox and Javon Hargrave in terms of money. They could pick Quiddy Pay, okay. But that here's the thing. In the first round, that's more luck. I know that sounds nuts. They have three defensive ends. That's not a lot, but that's a little bit of a luxury pick. Wide receiver, you could argue, is a little bit of a luxury pick, but there's more questions at wide receiver than there are in defensive end. Corner is a complete and absolute must-need. But you could also get a corner in round two. Yeah, you could get a wide receiver in round two. And here's the thing. if <sighs> When you look at the wide receivers, Devontae Smith is going to be the name, right? There's a good chance Devontae Smith probably is available there at 12. And trust me, if Patrick Sertan's gone, I'm taking Devontae Smith. If you're staying at 12, which would make me think the Eagles won't do that because they'll trade out. If they really wanted Devontae Smith, they probably wouldn't have traded from six. Now, do I think there's guys like Bateman? Bateman could play. Yeah, they could trade down and even pick Rashad Bateman. But the trading down thing helps you acquire some assets, but that also tells me then that you have to probably trade up. You're, you're, well, you're going to have to package some things and go up because, again, like I said, they're not picking 11 times. And in a trade-down scenario, you're getting extra picks. So, I mean, that's great and all, but you're not using those picks. You have to use those to then trade up. So if they pick like Bateman, let's say they traded down to 14 or 15 or 16 and got Rashad Bateman, and then they went back up to get uh, Newsom at the end of the first round or, or Farley, that's fair too. 
we have three weeks to this draft. I can't wait for it to be over because every day it becomes a new story with the draft. It becomes a new thing. Like this guy's going up. All these guys had unbelievable pro days and, and that trade that the Eagles made looks worse and worse. Right? And it does. And I understand that. I completely understand because at six, you were guaranteed the, the chance to have a guy like Jalen Waddle. I think Jalen Waddle is going to be lights out. I think he is going to be so unbelievably great in the NFL. He's so fast. He's such a good route runner. He's got great hands. Everything about Jalen Waddle screams to me like he could be a, a, a perennial Pro Bowl type player. He is a problem. And the Eagles gave that up because they don't value picking skilled position players in the top 10 of the draft like some other teams. And, and I understand it to an extent, but this guy to me is a sure thing. And I know he had, oh, well, he was hurt last year. It's football. Guys are going to get hurt. That's, that's it. I'm sorry. It is football. People do get injured in football. I know you don't want it. And I know it sucks when it happens, but if you think his athleticism has slipped because that, and again, I, maybe they do. Maybe they're thinking, well, that ankle, I mean, you know what, it, it, it could be a problem. And it could. We don't know. He didn't do any pro day like testing. He didn't run or anything like that. Which is my hope as to why maybe he could, remember I said 0.0, which I still agree it's 0.0. Maybe it's 0.001 or something like that, that he falls down. It's because people have questions about his health. The Eagles did. I wanted to say right now, my big board at 12. Number one is Jalen Waddle, and again, I'm 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 only gonna put my board now at guys that I think that they have a relative chance to pick at twelve, and these would be the five guys. Jalen Waddle, one. Patrick Sertan, two. Devontae Smith, three. Caleb Farley, four. J.C. Horn, five. But it's him or Bateman. Rashad Bateman's as close to five as you could be. And you know what? F it. Rashad Bateman, five. J.C. Horn, six. But I look at it like this. That's what the Eagles really need. I do not want Penny Sewell or Rashawn Slater because I look at it like this. It's a luxury pick right now. I know in two years it might, like... Brandon Brooks might be gone, and Jason Kelsey might be retired, and you won't be saying it's a luxury pick, but Lane Johnson ain't going anywhere. You have Jordan Mailata, you have Andre Dillard on the roster, right? You have Nate Herbig, you have Jack Driscoll. You have guys that you could develop, and, and those guys all showed promise. I'm not saying, like, this isn't Matt Pryor playing right tackle. This isn't Matt Pryor starting at right guard. Then you would absolutely 100% need that. And you're going to have three first-round picks next year. You are going to get alignment in that. In those scenarios, you're going to get alignment. Because here's the thing. You're going to have the three first-round picks. Because I'm telling you this right now, Jalen Hurts is a freaking winner. And Jalen Hurts is going nowhere. Jalen Hurts is going to be the quarterback of this team for a long time. I believe in Jalen Hurts. I believe in him more and more every day. And he's not even playing. I'm, t- I'm tired of the idea. Oh, well, d- listen. Deshaun Watson, that dream's over. His career might be over. You know, like, like that, that that's some scary stuff with that dude. And he's definitely getting suspended. And guess what? It, it's so scary to the fact that the Carolina Panthers were hell-bent on getting him, and they traded for Sam Darnold. 
That tells you where the league's at. The Panthers wanted that guy. That was their A target. They quit on it. That's over. Well, Russell Wilson. Okay, cool. I don't need to have the thought that Jalen Hurts is going to fail because he was a second-round pick. I believe he's going to succeed because he's a damn winner. Next week, what I'm going to do, since it's two weeks out, and we talked a lot about what I think the draft is, I'm going to do a mock draft, and I hate those stupid things, but I'm going to do a mock draft, and I'm going to do it in a way where I essentially give you my prediction for each team. I'll give you maybe my prediction what I think the team should do and what I think they're going to do. And we'll do it down to 12. And then the following week, what we'll do is we will literally go into every scenario of what's going on. We'll have a lot more intel on what the Eagles are going to do with this draft. I will tell you what I'm hearing, what I'm thinking they're going to do, because at that point, it'll be a week out. We'll have a good idea of where they're looking. Last year around that time, it came out that they were into Jalen Rager, and that's who they picked, right? So we'll know. You'll have a really good idea. But next week, we're going to do a mock draft. I hate them, but we'll do one. I'll give you my predictions, and we'll go from there. Because guess what? The mock draft is pointless because generally, there's a 90% chance there's going to be a trade that you did not think was going to happen that happens that throws everything you did out of whack. Let's just hope for Sir Tanner Waddle. So stay safe, stay healthy, stay educated. Go Eagles, go. 